Well, prayer and fasting, let's get right into it, shall we? Um, prayer and fasting. I never used to fast when I was young, not as much. I had pastors that always fasted, and I always felt that I was backslidden. Because I found as a young man, by the time I reached about lunchtime, my body was eating itself because I had a very high metabolic rate. So you might not believe this, but when I was young, I was skinny and um, I was very thin and tall, uh, but I, I, didn't, I couldn't get my head around it, you know. And um, I, I, I must admit, in my younger years, I really struggled uh, and I really achieved something one day. I did a seven-day fast and at the end of it, I thought I was dead. Um, and I had pastors that used to fast 40 days. Several of my pastors fasted 40 days, 21 days. And I just used to go, wow, that's awesome. Good on you. I, I don't know what, what it was. I just couldn't, as a young person, get my head around it. Um, have you ever heard revivalists speak? And they say, we need to move the hand of God. Have you heard people say that? Uh, another statement is, fasting moves the hand of God. I actually believe that to be totally untrue and actually not scriptural at all. As a matter of fact, God's always moving. He's never stopped moving. The, the problem is we're out of sync with God and we don't see what he's doing. And so we're not aware of him moving. So we God, God move. And he says, I am moving. But what God wants us to do is for us to move. And when I got this revelation of fasting, it changed my whole view. And just like you and Pastor Joe and I were pastoring our church, every year we had several prayer and fasting days, all nights of prayer. And, and we en encouraged everyone to fast often. See, because if you approach a 21-day fast and you've never fasted, it, it's sort of like Panicville because it's like forever, Right? But if you learn how to fast in your journey as God speaks to you, and maybe it could be miss a meal and go somewhere out in a park and pray or, or whatever, you find that if you fast often, it'll become like a spiritual discipline in your life because fasting's really important because fasting in reality doesn't move the hand of God. Fasting actually moves us. Fasting aligns us with God. And we find that all of us are subject to this. I call it drift. It's actually quite scriptural. We, we must make the more or take the more earnest heed to the things we have learned or heard, lest at any time we let them slip. That word slip is a nautical term that is a picture of a boat that hasn't got its anchor down. And if you don't put an anchor down and you're just out there in the ocean, have a guess what will happen? You'll drift. So what fasting and prayer does and a life in the Word and the Spirit does, it keeps our anchor in Christ and it stops us from drifting. So what we need constantly as human beings, and thank God for a church like this, that will challenge us and lead us back to a place of prayer and fasting as an individual and as a church, that we might realign ourselves with God. I see that you also have breakthrough here, but I actually believe fasting has even a greater ramification or result as breakthrough. 
So to me, breakthrough means I need to break through barriers. I need to break through resistance. I need to break through maybe a blockage in my life. And from time to time, we have that. And there will be people here, even this morning, that as you go into this time of prayer and fasting, you will experience breakthrough. You'll break through something that's been a habit or a hindrance in your life. It's amazing what fasting will do, how it brings our focus and reliance on God and aligns us with Him. But I actually think if you read Isaiah 58, which is the chapter on fasting, you see another dimension there of fasting, and it's not so much breakthrough, but it's break into. You say, what is he talking about? Well, breakthrough, to me, speaks of breakthrough inwardly, that as a person, I'm going to break through in, inwardly through some barriers into a new day, a new experience, a new dimension. But for those that don't need breakthrough, we all need to break into something new. What, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the provision of Christ, the supply of Christ, the calling of Christ on our lives. Prayer and fasting will cause us to break into that in a greater measure. It sharpens us. It aligns us. So if you look at Isaiah 58 verse 6, then you see him unpack the four characteristics of the fast that God has chosen. And it says it's to loose the bands of wickedness. It's to undo heavy burdens. It's to let the oppressed go free. It's to break every yoke. Who breaks the yoke? The people who fast. <clears throat> it's when we fast and pray and we break into God's provision in Christ, when we break into God's supply in Christ, we come into it in a greater measure. So now it's not breakthrough just for me, now it's breakthrough into for others. And the picture here is an army, if you like, or a body of people who have all broken into a whole new realm in God, that they might bring provision, they might bring supply, they might bring a calling of God upon the lives of other people. We see this repeated in Luke chapter 8, where Jesus stood up in the temple, and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because. Why? It's the same language. He says to preach the gospel to the poor, to, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Jesus understood that fasting and prayer wasn't for him just to break through, but to break into all that God had for others. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. It's the Spirit of Christ, and you see the same language in Luke 8 as you see in Isaiah 58. And the Jews were fasting as a badge of spirituality. 
They, they were fasting to look good. That's why Jesus said in Matthew, when you fast, do it in private. Have a shower. Don't come up with sackcloth. And people say, wow, you look sad. What's happening? I'm fasting for the glory of God. <laughs> Jesus said, don't do that. He said, have a shower. Wash yourself. Look happy. What are you doing? Oh, the greatest thing. I'm fasting and praying. You ought to do it, man. It's awesome. It's a totally different thing. Totally different thing. Because the Spirit of Christ isn't a spirit of religion. It's the spirit of the power of God. Amazing, isn't it? And so in prayer and fasting, we're not so much looking to move God as to move ourselves. And as I said before, a spiritual person can't claim what they already have. They can only grow into new levels and new dimensions about what they already have. Amazing, isn't it? That's why Peter said, grow in grace. He didn't say, get more grace. He didn't say, you graceless people, you need grace. He said, grow in grace. We, we need to break into more grace of what we already possess. Grow into healing, grow into calling, grow into provision, that we might not just have enough for our own needs, but we will meet our own needs and have overflow to meet the needs of others. In this breakthrough and this break into, what would be one of the major things that I think as spiritual people we need to understand? I want to just share a few moments on this. I think we need to understand an alignment in what we say is so important to God. How we speak about God, about ourselves, about other people is just so important. Once we understand that, we will find ourselves launched into a bigger mindset a greater understanding about life, a higher level of faith. We will literally, using our theme of the month, we will break through, break into more of God. I think we all agree we need more of God. That's not the issue. The issue is one of approach, one of alignment, one of what we say. Did you know in the Word of God, if you read the New Testament, there are basically two things that the epistles especially, and even Jesus, brought down or reduced to what is our core spirituality. And this is it. What we think in our hearts, what we speak out of our mouths. So Jesus said, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Paul put it this way in Romans 10. He said, with the heart we believe, but with the mouth we confess. So we find the heart and the mouth working together in alignment with the Word of God that creates the spirituality that we're talking about. And you've heard this said before. I, I would imagine your pastor has said this and others. The church is built in a climate of war. That's why we have prayer and fasting. 
Prayer and fasting is one of the tools. It's one of the things we do to bring us into everything that God has for us. It's a spiritual operation. So, so, so why are we in a war? Well, put simply, the devil is trying to counter the Word of God. That's the simplistic view of it. See, the devil can't create. The devil has no authority. The Bible says in Colossians, his power was rendered impotent on the cross. Jesus has won the victory. He has defeated the devil. So if that's true, how come the devil's still active? Well, he's active in what we could term a guerrilla warfare, behind the scenes, undermining, sabotaging. See, everything God does, he does through words. See, like even this morning, praying for the sick, I've found that if God gives me a word for somebody, God, the Spirit of God can act on that. It's almost a demonstration of what we're talking about here. But it actually happens everywhere. People say, well, how can I get a good marriage? Well, speak faith into it. My wife and I had our 50th wedding anniversary this year. And I've actually heard people say to me, gee, you're lucky. You just want to hit them. You just, you just want to go, get a, what? It's, it's not luck. It's what's in our heart and what we've constantly spoken out of our mouths to each other. I still call her babe. That's kind of like a 1960s thing. But I still call her babe. I still call her beautiful. This morning I called her beautiful. I'm not saying this to blow my trumpet, but I'm just saying what comes out of our mouths is just so important. So when we're fasting and we're praying, we've got to realize we're aligning with God. But how are we aligning? Well, first of all, we need to align our hearts, our motives, our purposes with Christ. But then that's no good if our mouths are saying the opposite. So in my heart, I want a great marriage, but I'm not calling my wife beautiful, I'm calling her the wife. She's not the wife, she's beautiful. She's your partner. How do you have good children? I've heard parents, Christians, oh, he's an idiot. I've said to people, you don't call your kid an idiot because you're prophesying over that child. But he is an idiot. I've never wanted to divorce my wife, but I tell you what, there would be moments I wanted to divorce my children. <laughs> All the parents said, come on, it's true, isn't it? The just shall live by faith. When I see my child misbehaving, I don't confirm that behavior with my words. I speak of a better future. I prophesy where they can go. Is this helping anybody? 
See, because we've got to align ourselves with the Word of God because the devil uses words. He knows God does everything through the spoken word from Genesis to Revelation. So therefore the devil wants to sabotage God's word with his word. So every word that we speak, I believe, carries an atmosphere. Is that right? It carries an atmosphere, right? So an example, you're nothing but an idiot. See, see the atmosphere? How about this? You know, I'm really disappointed in that. That's not like you. Man, you've got greatness all over you. Don't, don't belittle yourself by that. See, so now I'm creating words that create an atmosphere of hope, of a future. Words are so important. The devil uses his words to undermine the Word of God. We've only got to go to Genesis chapter 3. He questions the Word. Has God said? Are you kidding me? Is that really what God said? Well, uh, yes, it's in black and white. Yeah, but He didn't really mean that. So you see, we live in a day right now, and I hear Christians talking about it. It's called the Great Reset. From what to what? We need to deconstruct our beliefs about the Bible and construct a new belief. That's funny. I don't read that anywhere in the Bible. I thought the Word of God was eternal. Oh, yes, but there's a new normal. What? The Bible is our eternal normal. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will never pass away. The word of God is eternal. So a spiritual person, a person who's fasting and praying and seeking God, is aligning themselves with the word of God. In their heart, with what they believe, what they want, what they desire, and out of their mouth, they begin to speak prophetically, they begin to speak in accordance to the word of God. Amazing, isn't it? Then he denies the word of God. Surely you won't die. God was speaking figuratively. Then finally, he replaces God's word with his own word. God knows this, that in the day you eat it, you'll be like God's. Little g. Here's the truth. They were already like God, capital G, because they were created in the image and the likeness of God. But the devil is seeking to replace God's word with his word. Trust me, trust me, trust me. This is the devil's work. So as we enter a time of prayer and fasting and seeking God, listen to your language. It's no good looking for breakthrough and speak defeat. It's no good wanting a great marriage and speaking destruction on your marriage. It's no good looking for prosperity in your business to move ahead and you're talking about tough times and how the government's to blame. No, no, no. We need to align our thinking in our heart and our words of our mouth with the Word of God. 
That will give you breakthrough. It will bring you into break into. Amazing. Let me finish with this idea. You were not designed by God to be influenced by your circumstances. Let me, let me, let me just say it again. You were not designed by God to be influenced by your circumstances. You and I were created in the image of God to influence our circumstances, to make a difference. Jesus said, when I come unto you, the kingdom of God comes to you. We need to understand we already possess everything that we need in Christ. We may not have appropriated it yet. We might not fully understand it, but in Christ we are complete. The walk of faith is the unfolding of that reality. That as we believe that, and as we begin to speak it, God will bring it into the reality in ever-increasing measure in our lives. Instead of listening to the dialogue of negativity of the devil and our circumstances, God has called us to listen to the positivity of God in you. And when I say positivity, I don't just mean positive thinking. I'm not just talking about, oh, well, we just say happy things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the Word of God. <laughs> We're speaking God's Word. So here's the picture in Ephesians and Colossians. The secret to break through and break into is that we will be full of the Word and full of the Spirit. And when we're full of the Word and we're full of the Spirit, we will overflow with a life of abundance, blessing, favor, and provision. And there'll be more than enough for ourselves and for our family and others that we reach out to because you read it, Ephesians 5, Colossians 3, we will overflow with the Spirit, we will overflow with the Word, and that will cause breakthrough, it will cause break into, and we will find ourselves living in an atmosphere of faith, hope, and love. Amen? But people say, oh yeah, but pastor, things can go wrong. Oh, let me tell you about them. Have, have you got it? 10 hours? Of course things go wrong. We live in an imperfect world. But again, we live by faith. And this is what we know. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called, called according to His purpose. The secret is to be aligned in heart and aligned in what we speak with the Word of God and the will of God, and we will discover breakthrough. Amen. Do you believe it? Let's bow our heads in the presence of God, shall we? Father, I thank you for these people here today, your awesome church. And Lord, I pray that these 21 days, we're going to see incredible breakthrough for people. Barriers are going to fall off. Yokes are going to be destroyed. Burdens are going to be lifted. But also, God, I pray that there'll be breakthrough into. We will break into your provision, into your supply, into your calling in the name of Jesus.